In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. The tramp of many feet sounds dull and hollow across the grassy land. To your left, to your right, and for more than a mile and a half behind you, a shambling mass of bodies moves in ragged order across the open plain. Since your reawakening, Peter, time has had no meaning to you. Suns rise, you move with a constant pace in the warm breezes that blow toward the south, and suns fall. Moons rise, the pace slackens slightly to allow uncertain feet to navigate uneven ground, and moons fall. Through it all, a rasping, harsh voice resounds through your head, urging you ever onward. Come, my child. Help me to find my vengeance. You are doing a good thing, and I will richly reward you. At times, Rebek's desiccated form seems to be everywhere, hovering ahead on great bat wings, swooping low to glide over the length and breadth of the growing host, alighting on elevated places from time to time to read the wind for invisible messages, but always moving in a relentless push to seek revenge. From the moment you felt the wind on your face again, your trust has been unwavering, although your path has not been constant. At first, the host headed almost straight east, but in the last day or so, you have veered north and then northwest. Each time, the alteration comes after long deliberations by Rebek, who stands with wings wrapped about his withered body. When he comes to these moments of thought, he always settles well ahead of you, facing to some distant point in the southwest, and mumbles to himself, his voice rasping over venomous words. Since the last adjustment a day ago, however, there has been a sense of urgency. Some corner of your mind remembers that your current path has you on a heading for the Great White Sea. The voice in your head calls more insistently now, and the pace has increased so that the horde of walking dead are trotting at speed over the grassland. To the left, miles upon miles distant, dark, craggy land rises in the daylight. Then, up ahead, you see columns of thick smoke rising into the sky. A now familiar tang of death assaults your senses, and after another couple hours at the doubled pace, over a low rise, you see the remains of a large, walled city. It is perched at the north end of a large lake. Outside the encircling stone wall, people move slowly, dragging dark-clad bodies over to growing piles. A battle has been fought here recently. Is there anything you want to add to this scene? I think it is important to note that I, I have since been fitted out with a rotted steed upon which I ride as I survey my shambling hordes. Where exactly are we in Vertolon? You're in Dunmoriga. Okay. Hmm. So you're at the north coast. Let's say that it's late afternoon. So okay. the sunlight has kind of a golden slant to it. The dead army gathers atop the rise, growing swiftly as more and more stand in a long line extending to your left and right from where you stand on your steed. 
It doesn't take long for the distant figures to spot you, and with excited cries, they point in your direction and turn to run back into the city. The voice in your head urges you on. We are inexorable. Push through. I will call the dead. You make more. I will not be delayed any longer. Vengeance will be mine. Hmm. I forget, is my katana still intact? Yes. Okay, just making sure. All right. So describe your actions. Yes. Yeah. Thoughts may be a bit too much to ask for at this point because yeah. you're not really thinking all that I'm much. I'm not a very sentient figure right now. Yeah. I am a right hand. Mm-hmm. That is about it. Good. And I crush and smash. But maybe describe some of the army with you. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's just lifeless, shambling husks. I think seeing as most of our finds are for those from the battlefield, you see tatters of armor, Good. missing limbs, cloven heads, Good. stuff like that, um, molded weapons and rusted blades, etc. Yeah. It is a grim host and a ragged host, okay. but it is a numerous one. Gotcha. And so there is the sound of clanking as metal that's dangling is hitting against other parts of armor. The clattering of bones for those who are the older ones. Good. And so in your mind, perhaps, you feel the presence of this army of bone. But as they stand there, there is no sound of, of triumph. There's no sound of excitement. There's, there's no, no real, murmur. There's of, no real sound at right. all. It's just the creaking of bones as they stand and shift slightly. Yeah, I think not as much bones right now because most of these are fairly fresh finds. And so mostly... Men of moldering flesh. Okay. And as you look down the slope ahead of you towards that field where the piles of bodies are and where the people are pointing at you and screaming and running back into the city, what is foremost on your mind? We need to get in there before they can hold themselves up. Okay. So what do you do? I raise my sword toward the city and in a dry windy voice i call out to all my men kill them all i will sort them out and with that the host that has just scuffled along lifelessly a spark almost passes itself along from rank to rank as spears are shaken and swords are lifted and an unearthly scream rises out of all of them as they just run forward with unnatural haste. Okay, I can see it picking up speed as it ambles down the hill, slowly at first. Yeah. And then picking up more and more until, before you know it, they are at full speed. And the interesting thing about this is not needing to draw a breath. There is no slackening of the pace. There is no fatigue. Some falter due to... uh, physical due due to uh (laughs) some lacking limbs yeah and they are trampled but after a couple of blows they manage to get themselves back up again and it's a tireless charge Mm -hmm. those that fall and are trampled as long as their mortal or as their physical bodies are capable of it they get back to their feet and move at a slower pace so you have this stretching army yeah you have the the fast moving front wall Mm -hmm. that is the majority of it but then those that 
are trampled and left behind get up and move at a, at a slower straggler's pace. In every sense of the word, it is a wave of water. You get to that outer wall. There is a breach here where tumbled stone has left a gaping hole. Apparently the Reaver's army had pushed through here before it was repulsed, but there is still shattered stone, crumbled masonry, and a hole large enough for probably about five to ten of your soldiers at a time to pass through. There are still embedded in the walls here and there trebuchet stones. The stone has been shoved inward, and so on the other, the inner part of the wall, stone has been strewn across the inner face of the city. Mm. And as you push through, there's a token resistance as some of the city guard try to fend you off with their pole arms. So I don't even, I don't really know what exactly we're counting as capable of killing the undead. I don't know if there's like some specific part of the body that must remain intact to hold what semblance of life there is, or if it's just until there's just, they're physically incapable of doing anything anymore. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I'll say that one of the flashing spears of the city guard swings down on a a body next to you. The arm falls off, but the arm begins clutching at the ground and dragging itself forward. And it rakes at the foot of the person that cut it off. Ugh. It's not really doing anything, but it's still moving of its own accord. He doesn't have much time to be horrified by that. He doesn't, because you're right behind it, and your glittering katana slashes through him. Mm-hmm. He falls with a muffled scream, and you move on. Describe this inner part, this destroyed ward of the city, if you would. Well, uh, some some of the stones from the previous de- you know, siege that landed in the wall and cast debris around, and then some of the missiles landed amongst the houses and the buildings here, and so there are some broken through roofs or, you know, smashed up property, mm-hmm. and a few of the bodies of the previously fallen from whatever happened here before are strewn about, and really it's mostly townsfolk now in just panic and terror and they've already exert you know used whatever strength they might have had to hold off the reavers forces which are gone now i i assume yeah the Um, there is no sign of the reavers army aside from a, a beaten trail across the grassland that heads roughly to the east you came at it from the southeast but when the reavers army departed here it went straight east okay so it's all just townsfolk and wearied soldiers Mm -hmm. and i expect that they offer very little resistance yeah and some of the buildings still smolder from the fighting the fighting apparently ended perhaps even earlier this day if not late the day before Mm. so it has been very recent fighting the people are still exhausted from their exertions and as your army floods into this gap the people put up a, a brief resistance and then begin to flood toward the center of the city. Yeah. Fleeing down the streets, it's again, like you said, flowing water. There's the panic screams of living people rushing ahead of you, and your army now inside the city, having breached that outer perimeter, is moving more slowly, cautiously, at a mental note from you to slow down and make sure that everything yeah i don't think it's cautious it's just deliberate we're just 
we're getting whatever we can. Gotcha. You notice the back of your neck tingles. And as bodies have fallen behind you, Rebek's shadow in the air above you is moving. And as he gestures, you feel a pull of magic. Mm. And bodies begin to rise as if on invisible strings and add themselves to the growing army. And they begin marching in unison with you. And as you wend through the city, you come at last to a barricade. Piled furniture, broken doors, timber, whatever the townspeople could pull together. Again, this seems to have been put in place during the siege that they had just endured from the Reaver's army. And so it's still very solid, hasn't been dismantled at all. And the people have piled over it. It stands maybe seven feet tall. And they're helping each other up, scrambling to make it. The last one pulls over as your army comes to a stop at the foot of the barricade. We don't come to a stop. We just pile on top of each other. Okay, describe that. Well, it's certainly not any kind of organized or concerted effort. Mm -hmm. It's just, Mm -hmm. like I said, it's like water. We just we crash into it, and those who first reach it, you know, reach it are just you know jumping and scrambling at it, trying to get over. We're in a frenzy now, and the more that come after them, just basically just start climbing on top of them, whether they will it or no. More keep piling on and on and on until eventually we have like a writhing heap upon which the you know those behind just clamber over okay so it's constant motion it's like watching a pile of ants yeah work uh, climb over each other Mm -hmm. as the bodies begin to climb over each other and get to the top of the barricade again the people now compressed on each other and have turned back to to face out of the barricade Mm -hmm. they are pushing with staves they're using spears and other pole arms and so bodies begin to tumble backward but there are just so many and that constant push of your undead army keeps coming over and finally you break over like a wave cresting over this barricade Mm -hmm. and finally you find yourself scrambling atop the the barricade and you look down and you see a seething mass of bodies living intertwined with dead as they wrestle and fight with each other living seem to be dead The fighting lasts for perhaps an hour. At last, it is the core of the city's strongest guard. Grizzled men and women who have been through days of deprivation, lack of sleep, lack of food, lack of hope. And here at last, they feel as they're back to back with each other. This is the end. And the last one falls. There is silence across the city square for the first time in a long time. And then with subtle twitches, those bodies begin to rise. Empty jars. You look down from your elevated position on your steed, and you see a body, the leg had been shattered in the fighting, and it is struggling to stand up. It pulls at a body, a standing body next to it, trying to climb up it so that it can gain its feet. 
I'd say to myself, This one will slow us down. And I nudge my horse, and its hoof smashes in its head. Oof. It crumples back to the ground and continues to try and move and crawl, but there's nothing there. As you turn your head to look at the other parts of the city square, something catches your eye. There's a flash of green amidst all of this blasted, hopeless, bleak stone and burning wood. There's a plant, a weed that has grown out of a crack between the paving stones. And what does that flash of green do to you? There's a brief moment, just the barest flash of something, a feeling, maybe. But it's like that kind of situation where somebody's trying to explain some very complicated concept to you and for just the barest fraction of a second you understand it, but then it just kind of goes away. I don't mm. know if that's happened to you. It has oh, yeah. to me, I think. <laughs> it's just like for just a, just a split second, for a hair of a moment, you understand it, but then it's gone. Yeah. And I canter my horse over there, over to where the weed is, mm-hmm. and I dismount. I stand there and I observe the weed for a little bit, and then I stamp it out. It's amazing how quickly it appears wilted, where once there had been life, it's now a broken stem, a crushed flower, and it's already turning brown and looking flat and lifeless. But that feeling lingers. Peter! Yes? Gather them! We must press onward. It will be done. Make all haste. Yes, my lord. The reaver presses westward and north. Like hounds, he shall be pursued. He is on the ocean, and he is heading for war. And so are we. With that, the sun seems to plummet below the horizon and darkness fills the sky, and yet you press onward. There is no rest for the wicked. And I think that's a good stopping point. Thank you. It's been good to sit at the table with you and Likewise. do this. This is the first time I think we've really done a duet-style actual play sort of thing. This is a cutscene. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely a cutscene, however... I wanted to play around with the concept. There are plenty of duet podcasts out there, and I've not listened to any of them. Lame idea. I think it's a great idea because <laughs> it it opens things up for a little extra description and a little uh, back and forth. A little more focused storytelling. Yeah, definitely focused storytelling. I appreciate it. I like it. I've given some thought. I've given lots of thought to what we might do with the podcast after the main story is over. Yeah. And I think maybe a duet style with one or two people, you know, every time we switch or something, however, but just to open the world up. Yeah. You know, we are doing a Disney plus streaming spinoff <laughs> right here. Also, hi stackers. I'm back. Thane is Peter Greyhawk. <laughs> we have missed you. I've missed you guys. And I've missed this a lot. Yeah. Good. Good. I appreciate the details you put in. Much of this, basically after the initial introductory stuff, that was just us winging it, and I'm sure it shows, but (laughs) 
it was nice to see some of those details, you know, the, like the Rebeck Peter conversation there at the end was mm. completely improvised. Yep. A lot, a lot of the, uh, the city details, I just have let Thane develop for my notes. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we're just playing around with the idea and seeing how this helps to develop the world. And I appreciate it. Thanks. Stackers, what did you think? We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at StackOdice, or you can find us on Discord. Look for that information on our Twitter feed. Additionally, if you'd like to write to us by email, you can do that at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you from any of those means, and we'll see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. Mm-hmm.